bottom part too. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. Lose all their guilty stains. Lose all their guilty stains. It sounds better when you're singing it with other people who can sing. This is one of our favorite songs for communion service. At the end of the service, we sing this song oftentimes. And sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. The dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day. And there have I, though vile as he, washed all my sins away. Washed all my sins away. Washed all my sins away. Now, you're not enjoying this if you're not saved, if you're not born again. Um, if you're not born again, if you're not saved by the blood of the Lamb, you don't even understand this. And um, that's why the words are important. Uh, Your heart is leaping for joy if you are saved and born again. For these are powerful words. And there have I, though vile as he, washed all my sins away. And by the way, you're just as vile as the thief on the cross, and I am too. I said vile. Not only sinful, but wicked. Not only wicked, but depraved. For the Bible says, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible also uh, says that uh, the wages of sin is death. We are all vile, wicked, evil sinners. And uh, I do want you to know that this world will never get better until Jesus comes, the Prince of Peace. And uh, it is striking to me, this song tonight, because of all of the bloodshed that's taking place all across this country and around the globe. Do you know that Jesus Christ had to be murdered? That he was murdered for our sins? He was executed for our sins. 
we talk about the crime rate, the greatest crime in the history of the world is when you and I killed Jesus. You say, who, me? Yes, you. And me, the Pope, Joel Osteen, the Dalai Lama, everybody has killed Jesus. We murdered him because of our selfishness and pride and sin. It was our sins, our willful sins and choices to sin and our sinful nature, our depraved, vile nature that put him on the cross. Yet he died for us while we were yet sinners. What sins are you talking about, preacher? Lying. Some, some of you people lie so much that you believe the lies yourself. You've lied so much that you have convinced yourself that you're telling the truth. Stealing. Robbing, sneaking, and stealing people's stuff. And the violence is getting worse and worse. Don't be too shocked because we killed Jesus. We murdered him. We robbed him of his health and strength. No man suffered like Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. His blood was shed for you and me. It splattered all over the place. I'm, uh, I'm thinking about all of the people who are losing blood today when people attack them, shoot them. The blood goes and splatters and flows. Uh, we really ought not to be shocked because we killed an innocent man who never did anything wrong in word, thought, or deed. He was born of the Virgin Mary. That means that he had God's blood flowing through him. He didn't have uh, an earthly father. God is his father. And uh, Mary uh, never had sex before Jesus Christ was born with a, that is with a man. She was virgin, pure. She was a virgin when Jesus Christ was born into the world. That's why we call her the Virgin Mary. That is the most significant thing she ever did in her life.
and it is very interesting that God allowed her to live a pretty normal life after that. But be that as it may, Jesus Christ never sinned in word, thought, or deed. Never did anything wrong. In fact, he went about doing good because he is the Son of God, which means, my dear friends, exactly what the Jews thought. He is God in the flesh. Another name for Jesus Christ is Emmanuel, God with us. God was with us on earth in the body, the human body of Jesus Christ. This is a mind-blowing uh, thought, and I've, I have never gotten over it since I have been saved now and preaching for over 40-something years. I have never gotten over this. This is why I tell this story every day. It's an old, old story, but uh, it's a true story, and it's the greatest story ever told, and true born-again Christians never get tired of hearing about it. It is so deep and so amazing, and uh, he walked on the water because he made the water. He told the wind to be quiet and to stop blowing so hard. <laughs> and the wind obeyed, obeyed him. He told the waves to calm down, to sit down and be quiet in the waves of the sea obeyed him I think you need to get to know him he fed thousands with a boxed lunch a little boy's boxed lunch if you will because he made all of the wheat and all of the seeds and uh, all of the foods that we enjoy for our good. He broke up funerals because he would raise the dead. <laughs> he went to the tomb of Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come forth. Somebody said he had to uh, specify because with Jesus Christ being God he rules over death and everybody would have come out of the grave if he had just said come forth I think you need to get to know him and trust him as your savior his name is Jesus Christ the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world. He is the sacrificial Passover Lamb of God for the entire world. 
Back in the Old Testament, they would have to take an innocent lamb, a pure lamb, and kill it and have the blood to be shed to cover their sins and to confess their sins with. Well, Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God who has died for the sins of the entire world, not only the Jews, not only the Jews, but the Gentiles. And by the way, I want you to understand that all of this is true. There are secular Jewish historians and religious Jewish historians who have uh, put their notes together because the Jews, they kept up with their genealogies and all of that kind of thing. And they can trace all the way back to David. Do you hear me? David, the great, 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 if you will, grandfather of Jesus can be traced back today. David is not a fictional character. King David was a real man and is a real man. He's in heaven today. And through him, through both Joseph and Mary, Jesus came. And this, and this can be verified through the genealogies not only in the Bible, but with Jewish historians who are not Christians. The Bible is enough, as far as I'm concerned. But I just wanted to add that. Uh, for those of you who need a little bridge over troubled waters. For example, Sigmund Freud, the great psychologist, his lineage has been traced back to David. And uh, and God made these people great. Uh, Sigmund Freud's children, pretty much all of them, did even uh, great things or greater things. And so uh, these people are special. They're called the Jews. And yes, Jesus Christ is a Jew. And he is the Savior of the world. And he is the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world. Because he suffered like no man. He bled like no man from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. He was whipped like no man. And he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for you and me. Now that's love for you. That's real love for you. And all you have to do, according to him, is believe in him. He made it easy for you to do. It's not hard to do. Everybody can believe.
For Jesus Christ said the most loving, most wonderful, most magnificent, and most important words in the history of mankind. When he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now when you're dealing with God, you're dealing with somebody. And when you're dealing with Jesus, you're dealing with somebody. This is all laid out. You are a sinner and I am a sinner. We're, we're doomed to go to hell because God's, of God's justice, God's holiness, God's righteousness. And remember, his thoughts are not like our thoughts. We may take sin lightly. He does not at all. You've never met a judge as serious about sin and crime as God and the Son of God. They don't take it lightly. We foolishly take it lightly. We mock at sin foolishly. But they don't. Do you hear me? So you need to understand that if God will allow you to die from this beautiful ball, bluish, greenish, whitish ball that you've seen countless times hanging on nothing, hanging on nothing, turning around on nothing. It doesn't have an axis or whatever people say. It turns around on nothing but the word of God and the power of God. And it all stays intact. If he will allow you to leave this ball called earth, this beautiful ball called earth, because you have died because of your sins, the wages of sin is death. Please understand, my dear friend, that's just, um, that's, Uh, uh, that's a part of the punishment of sin. Death is punishment for sin. But there's something worse. If you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you do not believe that Jesus Christ came the Son of God came, suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. That is the gospel, straight from the New Testament. That is the good news. Because, see, the bad news is that you're going to go to hell if you don't do that, my dear friend. Uh, and Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible and he preached more on hell than he did about heaven so hell is a real place I make uh, no mistake about that 
because it will be an eternal painful mistake. Your unbelief will not change the fact that hell is real and you're going there if you don't pause and uh, have a little talk with Jesus. And he'll make you whole and he'll make everything all right. He's the greatest lawyer who ever lived. He's never lost a case. And he will not cast you out if you come to him humbly and believe in him and trust in him and not in yourself because salvation is a free gift. You cannot work for it in the church. You cannot give enough money for it in the church. You cannot uh, uh, get baptized for it. You can't do religious things like take communion for it. I said the other day, uh, you can take uh, you can take communion ten thousand times and still die and go to hell. You can get baptized a thousand times and still die and go to hell. There are many people who are in hell who took communion, got baptized, went to church every Sunday morning. So I'm talking to the religious, church-going people who are lost and on their way to hell like I was so many years ago and didn't even know it. You know why? Because the modern-day preachers don't preach on hell. All they're concerned about is you getting your behind in the seats, in the pews, and putting money in the offering plate so that they can live high on the hog. Uh, so they don't want to disturb you. They don't want to make you angry and make you uh, consider stopping your sins. Uh, but I don't care anything about that because hell is forever. Jesus Christ said that the fire in hell shall never be quenched shall never be quenched he repeated it over and over again jesus normally does not repeat himself do you hear me do you hear what i'm saying to you jesus christ normally does not repeat himself nor does god but for some reason he repeated this over and over and over again where the fire shall never be quenched where the fire shall never be quenched. Where the fire shall never be quenched. Yes, I am trying to get you saved from hell. I, I'll leave it to others to try to get you saved for other reasons. But my purpose is to get you saved from hell. That's the beginning point. So that you can be ready for the divine reset by God. And so, dear friend, hell is bad news. And there's no vestibule. For you to sit down and wait while others burn in hell. There's no purgatory. There's no limbo. There's no in-between. There's up or down. Sink or swim. Heaven or hell, my dear friends. The good news in light of that backdrop is what Jesus Christ said to you and to me and to the world. The perfect sermon. The most perfect sermon that ever was preached. He said, for God so loved the world. I died for you and gave up my life for you voluntarily. 
because my God told me to because he loves you. He loves you in spite of yourself. He loves you even though you don't love him back. For God so loved the world. That so means he loves us a lot. Believe that. Believe that. Okay. Believe that. God loves us a lot. To give up his son Jesus Christ to suffer and to bleed and to die for our sins. Our nasty, wicked, evil, ungodly, perverted, depraved sins. And he was, uh, once he died, he was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. And all you have to do is believe in him and believe in his gospel that he did that for you. That's the only way you can get saved. Call on his name. For the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. So all over the world, wherever you might be, I know we had, we, we didn't count all of the platforms, but I know we had over 2,000 here last night. No matter who is here in this audience tonight, wherever you are in the world, Vietnam, Philippines, Russia, Ukraine, Kenya, Nigeria, Ghana, China. We've had our biggest crowds from China this past week. Um, I don't know what's happening there, but we, we are thankful for all of the people who have come and come and coming different ways. And, uh, Wherever you are in the world, bow your head and pray for your soul's salvation, believing in God's Holy Son, Jesus Christ. You know of him, now it's time for you to know him. Let's pray. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart and then I'll finish that song. A fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart, believing in your heart in Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner. Lord, as you know, I have committed those sins mentioned by the preacher and even more. 
For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart. That you Lord Jesus Christ suffered, bled and died on the cross for me. And for my sins. Lord Jesus Christ I believe in you. Please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil life and uh, Help me to uh, follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just prayed that prayer with me while believing in your heart, in the Lord Jesus Christ, understanding that you cannot work for your salvation. Joining a church won't save you. Getting baptized won't save you. Speaking in some unknown tongue won't save you. Giving a whole lot of money will not save you. Simple faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. For Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved that's the only way to get saved my dear friend that's how I got saved and if God can save me God can save anybody and so I hope that you took him up on that and that you got saved tonight uh, if you did, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door, and you just entered in by believing in him. And by the way, may I say congratulations to you for doing so. And hopefully your household got saved too. And uh, may... Uh, I say congratulations to all of you who got saved tonight and who believed in Jesus Christ and his gospel, his good news. Also, email us and let us know that you got saved so that we can communicate with you and send you uh, more material. And also... Uh, you can send in your prayer requests to us. We're here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, by the grace of God. And uh, please give us, a, give us at least one day to respond back. Uh, oftentimes it will be sooner than that. And, uh, and we will pray for you until you tell us uh, to stop. 
Now, beloved, allow me to resume my reading of that beautiful hymn, A Fountain Filled with Blood, drawn from Emmanuel's Veins. Uh, I was so moved by the song, God just gave me the liberty to preach the gospel about his precious blood that was shed on the cross for our sins. Dear dying lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose its power till all of the ransomed church of God are safe to sin no more. Are safe to sin no more. Are safe to sin no more. Till all the ransomed church of God are safe to sin no more. And now you are part of that ransomed church, my dear friend. And so you can rejoice in what Jesus Christ has done for you. He is the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world. Ere since by faith I saw the stream, thy flowing wounds supply. Redeeming love has been my theme, and shall be till I die. And shall be till I die. And shall be till I die. Redeeming love has been my theme, and shall be till I die. <clears throat> Pardon me. When this poor, and I love this verse, when this poor lisping, stammering tongue lies silent in the grave, then in a nobler, sweeter song, I'll sing thy power to save. I'll sing thy power to save. I'll sing thy power to save. Then in a nobler, sweeter song, I'll sing thy power to save. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes I read these hymns, and I have done, we've done this down through the years, because none of us could sing. My wife could put on the dog when she was around other people, but she never uh, sung right at the house. And so the rest of us could not sing, but we all made a joyful noise when we did sing with great joy. Uh, but sometimes I would just read the hymns. That's right, read the hymns. That's just, just read them. And I, 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 cannot, I cannot say this <clears throat> because, uh, and I'm not going to say it, and that is, sometimes some of these songs like that one, it seemed like there was some divine help. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes, my dear friend. It seemed like to me there was some divine help somewhere. I don't know how you can come up with something like that without the help of God. But I will not go so far as to say that it's the same anointing, the same divine help that God gave the writers of the Bible. I, I, would, I would venture to say that there's a vast difference in that. 
but they come close. I mean, I mean, just listen to those words. I mean, you know, God, God has something to do with that. Anyway, be that as it may, my beloved. I know it's almost ten thirty on the East Coast, and and some of you all are trying to get keep a, a regiment that's good. And you want me to get along, get on with it? <laughs> now wait a minute. This is my devotional. This, this is a real devotional, people. I, I'm not doing this just for show. Okay. Uh, this is real. This is my uh, nighttime devotional too. And I think it's very important that you pray. Uh, in the morning, throughout the day, without ceasing, <clears throat> and at night, and read the Bible, and so forth. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and uh, even foes in the family, and uh, to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial. Family and evangelistic service family members. All around the globe. I thank God for you. And uh, my beloved, uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the scripture and the sense. Podcast episode number 995, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible knowledge commentary and or the Matthew Henry commentary or some other reputable commentary or study Bible. This podcast, my beloved, is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast, my beloved, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, the expounding upon it, the church, it is my humble prayer would be revived and the world would be awakened. And we really need it today because for the first time in history, the Catholic Church is under federal 
Department of Justice, maybe FBI investigation. And now, today, it has been announced that the Southern Baptist Convention is under investigation that is the largest Protestant organization on earth. And now they're under investigation by the U.S. government. And nobody can cry. They're persecuting us. No, no, no. They are punishing the church for the evil that they have done in God's sight. And it's a shame before God. And there's some other denominations that need to be pulled into the investigation as well. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven tonight, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help each and every one of us to pray. Give us the mind to to pray and grant us your energy, strength, unction, anointing, faith, power of your Holy Spirit, unction of your Holy Spirit, anointing of your Holy Spirit to pray and to read your Holy Word. And Holy Father God, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you, Lord, as so many of us are getting ready for bed. Lord, help them to pray. Help the discouraged Christians to pray and help them, if they're truly saved, to uh, see what you will do in their spirits and in their souls. See... Uh, Lord, how they will respond by getting their notebook, which is a very important book in life, and start writing down some of the ideas and thoughts and things that you tell them to do and answer to prayer. Uh, and so that they can have a fresh start tomorrow and go to bed with a peaceful heart and mind. Lord, help them to do as the songwriter said, have a little talk with Jesus. Uh, and uh, that will make everything all right. And so, Holy Father God, uh, and then, Lord, uh, once they wake up, help them to pray again and read your holy word and to pray without ceasing. And Lord, help us to become a praying people again. Your servant, Dr. Tony Evans, brings out in one of his sermons, one of his many sermons on prayer, the protection of prayer. How that you give us uh, the uh, permission and direction and teaching and understanding that we can pray for your protection in every area of our lives. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to do that. Even tonight.
And uh, Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word, and for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us tonight. I praise you and thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon us all who are saved particularly the Lord you have blessed many others beside us as well and we thank you for that and Holy Father God for those of us who are truly saved tonight and born again help us to truly confess our sins and repent of our sins and turn from our wicked evil and ungodly ways and Lord uh, we all need your help to do that and then to stay clean and Lord uh, uh, in our depravity help us not to poo-poo on righteousness and holiness and uh, godliness and help us Lord as your uh, true born-again ones to take it seriously to confess our sins and to repent of our sins and to do right by you and Lord God in heaven, I pray tonight even, our Lord, deliver each and every one of us from temptation, evil, and sin. And grant us all your grace, your strength, and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, and to do right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Holy Father, God, help again uh, the people not to listen to me pray, because I'm going to pray to you like I always do. Uh, but Lord, help them to pray themselves, and help them to pray the prayer that you've given them to pray in this season in their lives. And Holy Father, God, I do pray that you will help those of us who are saved and born again to humble ourselves and to pray. To seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our wicked sins and to get back to you our first love and uh, Holy Father God uh, Lord help the mega churches to realize that it is time to go back to the small churches and to the home church um, uh, for that time is really over now and uh, Holy Father God help uh, people to really uh, come to know your Savior even in the church and uh, outside of the church and help everybody to understand it is all right to have a small home church uh, connected to other small home churches and uh, uh, the day is over for trying to impress people with a crowd that we have to spend millions of dollars to get in there and most of the people are not saved. Uh, Holy Father, and but they think they are saved. And so Holy Father God, I do pray uh, tonight that you would save the soul of uh, all people. Uh, the souls of all people who are lost 
But I pray especially tonight for my own wife, who I believe is religious, church-going, is here tonight helping, uh, but is not saved. And Lord, I pray for other family members on her side of the family and on my side of the family who are religious but lost and they think they're going to heaven when they die but they're going to hell and Lord we pray for millions of other people across this country and around the globe who are in that same situation and we pray for the irreligious as well those who have never darkened the door of a church and we pray tonight that by the power of your Holy Spirit you would work mightily in their hearts and not give them rest until they relinquish their pride, humble themselves down, and understand and realize that they have never been saved and that they need to get saved. We pray, Lord, that for those who are in the church and out of the church. And Holy Father God, I pray tonight on this Friday night, which normally ushers in uh, tremendous satanic attack, uh, even through my own wife and others in the family and outside of the family, uh, down through the years. Uh, but because of what I'm doing right now and how you taught me to pray, uh, you have uh, made the ministry to be very successful in spite of the constant satanic attacks uh, with souls uh, being saved, Christians being encouraged in the faith. And I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And so I pray tonight once again in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my wife's life and out of the lives of other people in uh, our family and our family extended and out of the lives of people in the church everywhere who many of them being tares uh, for the devil is constantly trying to hinder your gospel, your ministry, and your work. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, please rebuke and bind the devil and the demons of hell. Lord, from all of our lives, and from this time together, from our sleep tonight, and from these services, and the services tomorrow, if you should tarry your coming, and if you would allow us to live. And Holy Father God, give us all sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. And Holy Father God, I pray tonight that you lift all of our burdens and cares and worries and fears and anxieties from our feeble hearts and minds, souls and spirits. Fill us, Lord, with your peace that passeth all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart at all times, if we have not disturbed it with sin in our own lives. And Holy Father God, I do pray tonight that you will 
help us to truly understand as your people that we uh, truly need to confess our sins, repent of our sins, and turn away from our sins, and uh, uh, obey you, and to become a trusted saint by you, where you will know that at the end of the day that we will obey you. And Lord, with that said, uh, Holy Father God, I pray that with lessons learned from you, please deliver us from all of our tribulations and troubles and trials, temptations and tests and tensions. And Lord, I thank you for showing me today how that, uh, why you said what you said about uh, in this world you shall have tribulations uh, and uh, foundation foundationally your servant Job said something similar when he said uh, a man born of woman is a few days and full of trouble and thank you for showing me, Lord, today that this is a safeguard, that you told us that because this is so true. And we, as some of us uh, are fake Christians who want to act like everything is all right all of the time, and it's, it's just not. It would go against what your servant Job said, and it would go against what you said. Uh, the truth of the matter is we're all in trouble. We're, we're all having tribulations, troubles, and trials, and temptations, and tests. And even the rich people have found out that uh, they can be rich uh, all they want to. But they have troubles too. And tribulations, and trials, and temptations, and tests, and tensions. And so, Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. This is a verse that I have quoted much with my baby daughter, Danielle, many, many times over the years. In this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Because of you, Lord Jesus, we can have good cheer in the midst of our tribulation, but the tribulation are going to keep on rolling. And coming in like the waves of the sea uh, and we know not when and so I thank you Lord that you have uh, shown me to tell others that is okay to have tribulations and troubles if they're not coming from our own sins and evil that's not good but it's okay to have tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. And, and it's okay. It, 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 it had better be okay because we're going to have them based upon your word. And so whether we like it or not, it's going to have to be okay. And so, Lord, uh, help us to focus in on you. You who have overcome the world, we are in you. Help us, as you brought out the other night, 
uh, that we are to ride in you in the cleft of the rock and we can be at peace and we can have your joy and not troubled even though we're surrounded by tribulation and trouble and trials and temptations, tests and tensions and persecution as well. I give you the glory, praise and honor for it all. For Lord, uh, uh, I don't know what uh, uh, life would be without going through these things with you. And I thank you for your peace, that pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And we pray, Lord, tonight that you deliver each and every one of us from all of our spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, uh, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems that we're facing. And Holy Father God, uh, I know that the inflation and all of the other things, I do not dare try to pray those things away because I know that they are part of our chastisement and rebuke and punishment. And I thank you for it, for we need it. And, and Lord, we all deserve to go to hell. <clears throat> and so, Holy Father God, I do pray uh, that you would uh, continue to remember mercy during the time of chastisement and rebuke and wrath and punishment by protecting us all from a mass housing problem, a mass food problem, a mass... Uh, even though we see things getting worse and worse, a mass utilities problem, a mass uh, medical problem, uh, which we've already seen some of that, but you have still shown us great mercy and grace, uh, and I thank you for that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight that you will bless and protect my family, bless and protect all of the families under the sound of my voice. Uh, bless, Lord, and protect all of the families uh, in the Christian family who name the name of Christ and people around the world. Protect us, Lord, first from ourselves, for we are our greatest enemies. Protect us, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Holy Father, God, place upon us tonight the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ. And make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow. Receive all glory, praise, and honor to your name. Lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, in these perilous times. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. I still feel like singing.
too. I don't know what that is. When you know you can't sing, but you still feel like singing. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I laid my burden down. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I laid my Burden down, burden down, Lord, burden down, Lord, since I laid my burden down, burden down, Lord, burden down, Lord, since I laid my burden down. I know there's some folks out there right now saying, now he thinks he's doing something right now. No, I don't. Because I know I can't sing. I don't know what it is, but every time I finish praying, I feel like singing that song. I guess because when you pray to God in a real sense, is like unburdening yourself. See, some of you folks don't appreciate your marriage and, and fa family life because you don't vent to God. You want to vent to everybody else. Your girlfriend, your boyfriend, and all of that. Church members. And some of you women need to stop telling your girlfriends about your husband. Because they're going to get your husband. And they're going to they're have a plan to get your husband. And yes, you do know some women that treacherous that would do that. Anyway... Uh, Today we are reading Malachi chapter 4 verse 3 And ye shall tread down the wicked For they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet In the day that I shall do this Saith the Lord of hosts Dear friends, I just read in your hearing Malachi chapter 4, verse 3, the last book of the Old Testament. You say, Preacher, what are you going to do when you finish the Old Testament? We're going to start back in Genesis. Because, see, we started, God had me to start this particular podcast while I was predicting uh, the things that were going to happen, the coronavirus plague and and all of the other stuff. We started in the prophetic books. I believe we started in Jeremiah. We may have started in Isaiah. My son, Daniel Ezekiel, will know. And so I may, if we did, if we started in Jeremiah, I may start with Isaiah. And, and, and go from there. We're not going to go to the Old Testament yet. Until we finish the, I mean, we're not going to go to the New Testament yet. We're going until we finish the Old Testament. Andy Stanley. The Old Testament, Andy, is very, very rich, and full of truth for the people of God today, because it is the Word of God, Andy. Anyway, now. Here is, beloved, 
the sense of it or the understanding of it with the help of the Holy Ghost and uh, the BKC the Bible knowledge commentary of Dallas Theological Seminary the righteous will trample down the wicked who will be like ashes under the feet of the righteous. This not only indicates the finality of the judgment on the wicked, but it is also but it also brings to a sharp conclusion the answer in this oracle to the cynical question asked by the unfaithful Israelites. What do we gain by carrying out his requirements? What do we get out of it? What's in it for me? And that's what many uh, so-called Christians, and I've learned, listen to me, God taught me to stop calling y'all uh, Christians, a whole lot of y'all. <laughs> he told me don't do that anymore. See, when you're called to be an evangelist, you have a big, easy heart when it comes down to people saying they're saved. You believe it because you know that the gospel is very simple and you remember how you got saved. It was really none of me. It was all of God and Jesus. So if you believe in Jesus Christ, I believe that you should uh, be saved and be living like you are saved. But Jesus dealt with that problem extensively. In, 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 in uh, a, a whole lot of detail. That you can think you're saved and not be saved. Because uh, you truly did not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, or you were not sincere in your heart. Or you were doing it for your father. Or you were doing it for your mother. Or you were doing it to uh, get into the in-church crowd or whatever. But Jesus dealt with that. And how it happens. How you might be excited at the beginning. And then it just kind of peters out as time goes on. Um, and that's not a good thing. But we have people in the church today. And I would imagine some truly saved. In fact, we've gone through this for the past 40 or so years with the damnable uh, prosperity gospel uh, heresy nothing but damnable heresy from hell and many many people who were orthodox sound in the faith Bible believers were taken by their dissimulation I'm talking about talking about folks in the 
Baptist church, folks in the Bible churches got caught up with it in the whirlwind. And we're reaping, we sowed the wind and we're reaping the whirlwind now. Because see, the prosperity gospel, I haven't, I can't hear nobody, I can't hear the prosperity gospel preachers. They got all of y'all's money and they, they're not going to help you. Do you know some of the stingiest people in the world are prosperity gospel preachers? They would do everything they can to avoid uh, connecting with poor people and helping them when they can help them tremendously. And by the way, if you're in one of these prosperity gospel preachers, I told you this, I've been telling you this for the past three years almost, and they, they're not helping you and you, get, you have to go to a pantry, you can't get anybody on the phone, look at me real good. Huh? It's time to move your membership someplace else. You can't get them on the phone. You done tithe and gave and gave $1,000 offerings, seed offerings, and everything else. And now you're in need in a plague pandemic and uh, in a drought uh, and in a famine. Prices are out of this world, and they're going to go even higher. I said they're going even higher. Okay, and the electricity is going to go higher and higher, and all other utilities are going to go higher and higher. Gas is uh, leveling out, seems like, but it's still high. My point is this: if if profit prosperity is not uh, sharing some of that prosperity with you, and he's constantly begging you for more money, you need to not walk but run away from that hireling devil. And you tell him, I said so. And go somewhere where you can get some help. Because no born-again child of God who's been in the church for years and been tithing and giving and who... They help build that church. Ought to be in a food line. Mm -mm. The devil is a lie. Just shut your church down if you're going to do that to your members. Shut it down. Every week you ought to have a feeding. Where they can come by and pick up a plate. They don't need to go to the church. Go inside the church building. All this needs to be right out in your parking lot. Pick up a plate. So that they can go home and watch you on television on Wednesday night. I mean, on television, but on the internet. <laughs> you, don't need to be, you don't need to be meeting in this. You got monkey park. Now you got to see. It's not ending, people. I tried to tell you that. It's not, it's not ending. It's not going to end until God sees some real wholesale repentance. And evidently he's not seeing it because now you got the coronavirus plague and the coronavirus plague is still here and can burst out at any time. Different variants. You got the monkeypox. That's increasing. Uh, it was said today over 11,000 now, probably over 21,000 for the nation. Now we have, uh, uh, there's an old play called polio back. 
It's come out of nowhere. Where does it come from, preacher? It comes from God. All of this comes from God. Because God is not pleased with us. We're not doing right. And now the Southern Baptist Convention, the largest Protestant convention in the world, being investigated by the uh, Department of Justice. Oh, I cry persecution. The devil is a lie. Now that's because of the evil people have done in the church. Don't cry that. God's going to get you if you do that. Let the process work itself out. And, 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 be, and be more concerned about confessing your sins and repenting of your sins and letting go of Sylvia's body and Bo Peep's body. Pastors and pastors' wives. And get that little homosexual out of y'all's bed and that lesbian out of your bed. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not stuttering. Look at me real good, huh? Keep your eyes up. Oh, you up now? You were laying down for a minute. But you, oh, what? What does Negro say? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's what God wants you to do. See, and God is not. Listen to me. Don't, don't play with God. He's nobody to play with. God's not interested in your prayers, uh, confessions of sin. We're good confessors. But we are not good repenters. And see, God wants a change. And that, that, see, that's where he's at right now. That's where he's at right now. And he's that way in the Bible. He wants to see change. He wants, uh, in the words of Home Depot, more doing. Huh? Some of you people do more in your house than you do for God. He wants you. He wants to see. He, he he wants things change. He wants to see you, uh, husband, get rid of Sylvia in your side piece. That that's real repentance right there. Now he, and God will have mercy on you if you let it go. But see the problem with the side piece and the problem with Sylvia. Sylvia is extremely hard to let go. And so is Bo Peep, pastors' wives. See, this is why God does not want us to get entangled with sexual sin. And even for you people who are homosexuals out there, you lesbians, you, 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 you don't tell anybody you are a lesbian or a homosexual, but you are. And, and, and I've never had that inkling of an thought to do something like that thank God for his mercy and his grace and no I am not sympathetic to what you're doing uh-uh because see the problem with God is is not the 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 problem with God is not the sex acts between a man and a man and a woman and a woman because the truth of the matter is uh, there are many Christian people down through the years who do exactly what they do, husbands and wife. And we, we don't get AIDS. Christians don't get AIDS for having sex in all kinds of ways. 
Well, they'll never mention it, you know, among church folk. But, you know, church folk been doing those things for years. Oral sex and all of that. So it's not that. God has a problem. The reason why the homosexuals are getting monkeypox and the homosexuals got AIDS is not because of the acts. It's because of a man doing that with a man in God's sight uh, that's not going to work in God's sight. A woman doing that <clears throat> with a woman. They have other issues. Okay? And so what God wants is repentance. Some of you folks in the church who are secret homosexuals. Some of you preachers uh, who are secret homosexuals. Top and bottom homosexuals. Huh? And you're trying to get us to accept it. And I thank God. God's people who are saved and born again. They're not going for that. I mean, a Methodist church uh, pulled out 14,000 members. Uh, we're going we're we're to pull out of the ancient old Methodist church. Y'all going to, if y'all going to go that route. Because we don't roll like that. By the way, I wrote an article yesterday. And I told the queen that she's going to lose over half of her kingdom. Yeah, when she dies, <clears throat> particularly if she lets Charles, a wife-stealing adulterer, and Camilla, an adulteress, take the throne. Because the people all over the world are not going to take that. They're not going to accept that. Because they know the Bible. And they know they're not going to be under that because uh, God's not going to bless that. Now, but God has blessed the queen. We love the queen. She did her part. Yeah, you know, there might be some questions about her parenting skills. <laughs> but uh, she did her part as the queen. But, uh... And I told her that not only is she going to lose half of her kingdom, she's going to lose 80%, 70 to 80% of the Anglican church because of her own evil and sin. Thou art the woman. Because she gave her royal assent to the parliament when they changed that law or made it legal for civil marriages, which through the church in a tailspin of division, hellaciousness, lying, wickedness, compromise, and everything else. And, and, and Canterbury is not going to be the head of the church anymore because the people in Africa, uh, I think they said they have more people in church, in the Anglican church, in Nigeria, and they're under persecution in Nigeria, than all of England. What? Say what? So uh, the, the, the black brothers are going to take over the Anglican church and move it to Sudan. That's what they're going to do. And, and the Anglican church is going to operate from there because uh, these folk up here in England have lost their righteous minds.
anyway let's pray for other people first let's pray for uh, some folks by name who have suffered from the coronavirus plague and who are still suffering and some other folks as well pray with me holy father god we pray in the name of the lord jesus christ we do pray again for the salvation of the lost for the revival of the saved for the healing of the sick if they're willing to get saved confess their sins and repent and lord we pray that you will comfort those who are grieving and mourning draw them to yourself for salvation as well holy father god i pray tonight that you will have uh continued mercy and grace upon those of us who uh, name the name of Christ and who say that we're believers in Jesus Christ. Please forgive us of our wicked sins, failures and faults, of not obeying your great commandment and your great commission, and I pray that you will help us to repent and uh, uh, engage in more doing for your glory, praise, and honor, and for your kingdom. And Holy Father God, I pray uh, that you will help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, I pray also uh, tonight that... Uh, Lord, I pray for all government officials, all ministers of government. And I pray for their salvation. I pray that you would revive those who are saved, cast the devil and the demons of hell out of those who have that problem, so that, and that you would lead them and guide them and direct them. Lord, so that they can do what is necessary so that we can have a peaceful existence. And thank you for the years that we have enjoyed that. And Holy Father God, thank you now for your chastisement and your rebuke. For we have sinned against you for a long, long time. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray that you'd bless and protect all of your uh, Christian people who are born again from persecution all around the globe. Protect them and provide for them and grant them your grace in their trying hours and in their dying hours. Surround them with your protection, a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. And Lord, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And we pray also, Lord, not only for the millions who are hurting from the coronavirus plague, but Lord, we pray for uh, the family and friends of Germany resident Laurent Alayu. We pray for the family and friends of Germany resident Patrick Giselle. We pray for the family and friends of Germany 
resident Lulao Luzi. We pray for the family and friends of Louisiana activist Albert Woodfox. And we pray for the family and friends of Czech Republic resident Bevakov Ruslambekovich. And Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for all of the people who have heard the gospel preached from this pulpit and who have gotten saved uh, down through the years. And uh, we pray that you'll help them grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. We pray also for Ethelin, Diana, Victor, Luis, and Hank. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray, and for his sake, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, as the hymn plays, Listen to the words and meditate on them as you go to sleep. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time.